This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. I'm Alan Guile, and this week we delve into the world of vocation. Yesterday, a friend of mine posted online an article about rethinking our approach to the winter and to lockdown using wisdom from Scandinavia. If, the article suggested, we were to stand in a different place and look at the dark winter months and the unavoidable impact on our lives from that different place, then we might be able to see what lies ahead as positive, not irredeemably negative. A time for hunkering down, keeping warm, focusing on what we can do and be, and not on what we can't. Well, that's probably a podcast for another day, because this week our commitment is to explore, however fleetingly, the idea of vocation. But it strikes me that there might be at least one important connection to make. This reframing, inviting people to stand in their imaginations in a different place, is stock in trade for coaches helping people to think. As long as we stand in the same place, that is, within the same mental frame of reference, we will always see things the same. Seeing things differently means moving, whether that is seeing the coming season, the coming lockdown, or anything else. I was pondering this in relation to an idea that hovers around in the world of vocation, that of midlife crisis. The term was invented by a Canadian psychologist, Elliot Jacques, in the 1960s and meant, as he described it, something of that phenomenon of being gripped by an existential angst and uncertainty somewhere between the ages of 45 and 60 or so. Jacques ascribed this widely experienced phenomenon to the reality of moving from a phase of life when we imagine ourselves to be largely potent and immortal to a recognition of our ageing and our ultimate mortality, and to the fact that in midlife we are suddenly confronted, whatever our idealisations and fantasies may have been about our abilities and potential attainment, with the fact that possibly we haven't got on as well or progressed as far as we might have imagined we would have done. The midlife crisis for men often seems to be accompanied by relationship breakdown, by finding a younger partner, by developing some escapist hobby, or buying a sports car or a motorbike, as if in search of lost youth. I attended a conference a few years ago when a speaker declared that midlife crises were not only real, but were happening to us at earlier and earlier stages in our lives, so that some lucky people are not having one midlife crisis, but two. And though some doubt the reality of this phenomenon which Elliot Jack claimed to have spotted being caught up in midlife in some dramatic reappraisal of ambition, values and achievements, it does seem to be widespread. But what if, a bit like the way Scandinavians think about the winter, not as a time when we can't do things, but when we can do different things, we were to look anew at the phenomenon of the midlife crisis? And what if instead of calling it that, we were to rebrand it 
second journey, or at least the start of a second journey. What difference might that make to us? Well, for a start, we might take seriously the fact that a realistic appraisal of what we haven't managed to achieve or attain isn't so much a failure as an invitation to recalibrate our view of ourselves. Doing so, we might notice that rather than focus on what we can't do, we begin to recognise what we can do and do well. Skills gained, wisdom received, facility in doing things that once seemed challenging now attain so that what is actually very complicated is for us relatively easy. And what if instead of noticing doors closing and fretting about what might have been behind them, we see this closing down of endless possibilities as a chance to see what is there wide open to us and consequently to minds that are less distracted? Well, perhaps that begins to form the agenda for not for meltdown or for despair, but rather for a renewal and a refocusing of our efforts. And I suspect along with all of this comes a more gritty realism about life, because by now we know what our worst selves are capable of, and if we're sensible we'll spurn being distracted or engaging perhaps in magical thinking, and just get on with a life that can, we know, be glorious and that is gifted to us to be an adventure and maybe even fun. What might your second journey in life be? It doesn't have to be retirement, resignation and decline. It might be a whole new adventure in service of God and God's kingdom. God's call, after all, is to change and to growth, and to new life. As St John Henry Newman said, to live is to change, and to be perfect is to have changed often. Thank you.